I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I'm joined by none other than Math Star, reality TV babe, and OK Mag columnist. It's Janita Stevenson, everybody. Hey! <laughs> Hello, God. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Do you know what, mate? You look absolutely gorgeous. I love your specs. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, I thought I've got two pairs. One of them, I don't know if they're a bit more Jeffrey Dahmer. So I thought I'll go with these ones. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, "Oh, I feel like I've got one pair for when I'm going out." You know, like me, <laughs> me party specs, if you will, and another pair for like profesh specs. But no, you went straight for murderer glasses. <laughs> yeah, you know. However I feel. <laughs> well, at least people will take you seriously. The most fuck with you, mate. Well, yeah. Might wear them more often, actually. <laughs> it, just give them a look that says, you're going to end up in my freezer. Definitely. <laughs> I'll start practising in the mirror now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're too nice. I don't think you'd ever get that look no, down, Shanita, no. if I'm honest. Um, I don't know. Push me far enough. <laughs> no, no. I watched your series, mate. You're a good egg. There yeah. is no chance you're capable oh, of... Thank you darmering anybody <laughs> i really don't think that's ever been used as a verb before we'll move on let's move on it's a new thing it's <laughs> <laughs> not what my podcast is about it's a lovely happy place um mate so first of all the whole is it a whole year has passed or is there slightly longer that has passed since you did maths yeah it's longer now um probably like a year and a half because we started in um well i got married the 4th of april Oh, yeah. Um, oh, God, so it's getting on for a year and a half now, really, lads. Yeah, so that's when we filmed, because there was the filming and then a couple months gap, and then it aired. Right. Um, so everyone, obviously, as well, when they watch it, I think they think it's happening at that time. Do, yeah, people do think things are happening yeah. in real time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been a good while now, and obviously we've got the new one, so that just drags everything up. Yeah, I was going to say, so hang on, right, because I always used to feel like, in particular, when Geordie Shaw became more successful, there became less and less space in between series for a gap um, yeah. because they wanted to get it back on the telly, get the ratings again and X, Y and Z, you know, I can understand yeah. that. But um, it gave me less and less time to process what I was going through every time. Um, and essentially, I, I will say this, my experience to process the trauma of it all, you know, um, and yours, what, what you 
what you what you, you, maths is very different experience to Jordy. So so I want to know, like, God mate, have you had enough time to process the trauma, process it all, like get your head around the feelings? Or did the new series just bring everything back up? Um, you know what? From it airing, um, because obviously we had the normal series and then we had the Christmas special. Uh, those and- Christmas specials, mate, are naughty. They're so naughty. They, I think, can be more traumatic than the yeah. whole bloody season. <laughs> Anything, like, with reunion or special in the name, I just think, fuck, yeah. this, this, is going to, this is going to dredge everything up. It, like, everybody thinks they've healed. They haven't when this... Oh, it's awful, mate. I get it anxiety is, for it you. It is, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I, I was... Obviously, when I rewatch, because you don't see it until it airs, do you? I think people sometimes think you've had a chance to watch what's going to be on TV. And you're like, no, I'm watching it with you. So when you're surprised, so am I sometimes. (laughs) Um, So then you go through that and it kind of drags up all them thoughts and feelings. And it's like you're reliving it and it becomes the now again, even though you know it was months ago. And then the Christmas special come, and wow, did the producers put me on a roller coaster to the point I thought, well, I'm the only one experiencing this. <laughs> obviously, it was the whole me and Jordan. They wanted like me and Jordan, well, Jordan made out that he wanted to get back with me. So that was kind of pushed on. And then the Nikita drama. And like, it was just so many factors in one night. Yeah. And I was just like, what is this? And, you know, for me, I went on that show with genuine, true yeah. intent to find a husband. So the drama side wasn't for me. I don't really, I don't have drama in my life. You no. can tell me, you can absolutely tell. <laughs> just get on with it. And if I have an issue with someone or someone's upset me, like I do the adult thing and just have a conversation and move on, or I'll take accountability if it's me that's in the wrong. So then that night, I was just like, what is this? (laughs) Like, I was actually shaking at one point when it got really, obviously, challenging between, like, Zoe, Nikita and me. I was just there, like, because I'm thinking, what else can I do? I can't just go fly kicker across the room, can I? (laughs) That's not appropriate. And I wouldn't do that. Violence is not the answer. (laughs) Yeah, it's so frowned upon the old fly kick, mate. It's, (laughs) you know... Back in the day, it actually might have been a manoeuvre that was in my repertoire, so I would never judge. But obviously, you are a far yeah. better person than I ever was. Um, uh, yeah. You can tell, though, that you don't like drama. You can tell you're a super a sweet, nice person, and you can tell you're genuine. Like, babe, honestly, all of those mm-hmm. things, don't think that they didn't come across. Thank you. Don't think we didn't all know. And I suppose I bet the producers knew it as well because they're not daft. Like, yeah. they're, they're very smart. They know how to make good TV, and they knew that, the public wanted to see more of you and I think it's horrible sometimes when it's your emotions and your life they're messing with to actually understand like oh I'm in this lots because people want to see me you can't say the you can't say that when you're living it but yeah Mm -hmm. as someone who has done their fair share of reality tv just know if you're getting more airtime it's either because you're an absolute (laughs) asshole or because people really like you and I think it's obvious which (laughs) one you are (laughs) but that's the thing isn't it you're like this is my life the amount of times even like my nail woman whatever oh Sorry, I've got little ears. I've got little ears. I've got them. tiny ears, right? Come on, show me your ears because mine are tiny. Like, it's inside. So, like, oh, you, you see, like, you have a small hole. Ah. <laughs> we all like a small hole. <laughs> Love, it's like a little mouse's ear you've got there, girl. It's gorgeous. <laughs> right. So, I need to get some like, but yeah, like, I went to my nail woman and she was like, 
oh yeah, I do forget that that was your real life. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I lived it. It's like, this was true. Like when I'm crying because I'm upset. And when you sat there at that dinner party, I remember one time thinking, is this, this is real. Like this is my life right now. Like I'm actually sat here with this craziness. But in terms of like what you say about the trauma, I couldn't watch Australia's mask, like you say, because now it goes UK, Australia, wherever else wants yeah. to do it. And then UK again. So when Australia's come on, I put the first episode on. I was like, no chance. It's <laughs> too soon. Too soon, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Whereas like, now I feel a bit more healed, I think. I say that. And then as I watch maths more, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but then I honestly don't think, there's me dad. Oh, hi. Morning, John. Um, I honestly don't think that's, um, I think that's normal. I don't yeah. like, you know, like I've really struggled to watch reality TV at all since like my experience with it. And it's yeah. not because I don't love it. And it's not because mm. I'm not nosy and think it's incredible, love the goss and all the rest of it. It's because when everybody else sits down to watch Love Island, they just see like gorgeous birds and fellas in like swimwear, like yeah. having a nice time and, you know, kissing some people that should, kissing some people that they shouldn't and they love <laughs> yeah. it. But, um, for me, I see, I see like the pain in the young lass's eyes. I see yeah. the moments where actually they do miss their mom. Like I see past the yeah, the no. drama and the TV, and I actually see the hurt. So, mate, I I think it gives you a whole different perspective. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. And you know, it's even now when I watch math, <laughs> I know I know how it's all filmed. I know the mm. background of it now. It it's funny. It takes the magic away from TV in a sense because now you yeah. like you say you know the ins and outs. You know actually how long a days they are and how stressful it can be. How isolating and lonely um, the impact can have on your mental health. So you see now it's not just watching TV like you say before you would. Now it's like you're watching TV you're noticing all these things that people are experiencing you're thinking oh the cameraman would have done this and the producer would have yeah. said this and go do that like it it completely changes your outlook and like you say you can relate to it empathize so yeah I, I hear you on that one you, the, you know what they say don't they? they say like the magician like the magician never tells you where he gets the rabbit or where the rabbit goes yeah. something like that and unfortunately now babe we've seen where the yeah. rabbit comes from yeah. <laughs> So it, it's once once the lid's been lifted, you can't exactly go back and it does change yeah. things. But like, I do just think it's important that you know that you did yourself a Thank real, you. you did yourself justice, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't know you beforehand, but I feel like what I saw was the real Shanita. I feel like you were authentic and genuine and just so real. And I don't know, mate, like you can't go wrong when you're being oh, like that. So, yeah. You. No matter the world, no, that honestly means the world because that's something that really scared me going on the show. Um, because I was myself and I thought I can only be me, I actually felt very vulnerable being that because I thought at least if I was fake or put a mask on, then if people didn't like me, I could be like, Well, that's not really me, that was you know, person (laughs) that was portraying. Yeah, but that was no, like that was niche. the alter ego. That was math shan. Like she, <laughs> yeah. she's a sassy bitch. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I thought if people say stuff like that is actually me, <laughs> like that is my character, my person. So I was like, ah. Um. So I was like, the words that you've just said means the world, and like the response and the support I've had from strangers, which is surreal. I've I've been honestly eternally grateful because to go on TV, you know, you've had such a journey, haven't you, with TV? Yeah. It's it's a scary thing to put yourself out there to the world. And people do just watch you, make judgment straight away. 
one day you could be loved the next day you do the slightest thing and people don't like you um and that is very scary and let's face it some people go way above and beyond at how they want to tell you their feelings Mm -hmm. which really baffled me because I no, no. because obviously it's I know mad in it we think did you really need to take that time out your day Susan to tell me that you no. probably could have kept it to yourself <laughs> I know it's crazy mate it's and it's again it goes back to like you being nice and normal so like big brother's obviously on telly at the minute isn't it mate and like I've <clears throat> And I've not had a chance to catch up, but trust as I will. And then I'll go straight in my group chat and I'll be like that with the last is like who we're loving. Oh, I don't know about her or blah blah. blah. Yeah. And we'll have it, we'll we'll talk about how we because you're entitled to have an opinion. I think that's what people get so fired up about on social media. I'm entitled to my opinion. Everybody is. Yeah. Nobody is suggesting for a minute. Derek from Barnsley (laughs) that you're not entitled to have an opinion what I'm saying is you are not entitled to verbally abuse me on a public platform that's the difference (laughs) Deseline guys (laughs) no I totally get it and it it always baffles me when people come at me with really intense quite aggressive opinions and harsh negative words and stuff like that because I think that's what your group chats for mate yeah but then you know I and then I think about it and I truly think about it and I think you haven't got a group chat have you because you're a bit <laughs> of an arsehole you're, yeah. so that's why you're coming direct to me because yeah. you haven't got a group chat and I see why dickhead yeah. oh the picture's like a dog or something you're like mm, I see that too that's <laughs> not even your dog <laughs> yeah got off google mate <laughs> I I understand it but listen um I think you mentioned just there the like you said scary you said fear you said a couple of those things like I think what I need to what I need to ask is what possessed you to apply for this show in the first place girl because obviously I'm no stranger to reality tv (laughs) I've done big brave things in the past but the thought of marrying a complete stranger Shan that terrifies me like I'm somebody who's taken who takes love so seriously but hasn't always made the right decisions um but it feels like when it comes to marriage like I really want to get that right so explain this process to me because I'm baffled you're gorgeous you're young you're beautiful what possessed you to be like you know what (laughs) fuck it someone else choose my fella (laughs) because um so a bit back. So before, I was actually in a 10-year relationship, never split up in that time. And he, he was a good guy. Unfortunately, we kind of grew apart and I fell out of love, which actually really pained me um, to have to like, admit to because I was in denial for a long time. And because we've had 10 years together, you don't yeah. want to lose it's a that. Long, it's a long time. Babe. Yeah, so like we've grew so much. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So then um, it was a couple of years gone by and I just wasn't meeting people like even he'd moved on and like he'd met someone and stuff and I was like trying to date and I was trying to find the good guys but I was just finding the fuck boys um, and yeah so I just kind of was concentrating on myself I did a lot of healing in that time and a lot of you know self-care and looking into myself and all of that stuff and um, I was quite in a good place and then <laughs> my friend was like you should apply to this and I was like, mm, it's yeah, always yeah. a friend. It's always Honestly, the friend. Yeah, that friend that's like, you'd be perfect at this. And you think, no, I bloody wouldn't, but okay. <laughs> um, and this, my friend Harriet, she's always like, that. you should do this. She sends me stuff. She'd be like, you look banging in this. You should do this. Um, she's, yeah, <laughs> you, that should be your profile picture on your dating app. Like, you just <laughs> send him, send him loads of fire emojis. Like, honestly, mate, we've all got, actually, I am that friend now I hear it out loud. Shit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm the Harriet. That is I'm good. the Harriet. <laughs> 
<laughs> you need a hype girl. She was actually one of my bridesmaids as well. So um, I, she sent it me and it actually took, I realised it took me a long time to actually apply. So I think she sent it me because what you have to do is um, send an email. They send you the link to the application form. Oh, so they kind of vet you initially then? Yeah, so, well, it's yeah, maybe, yeah, I didn't think of it like that. That's yeah, I think yeah. you'll send the email, they'll go and Have a stalk your social media, essentially, I think, and then wow. that, yeah, I think that would be yeah, the first stage point. of the process. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, wow. Um. So then <laughs> I took, like, two months. I think it was in October we got the application, but I didn't actually send it till December. And as you said, it was literally, I think it was a Sunday, I thought, oh, fuck it, I'll just do it. <laughs> and then I went and did my little video, because you have to yeah. do some little clips, don't you? And I thought, oh, gosh, <sighs> which is pressure in itself. Yeah. And then I sent it off and just thought, mm, I've done it now. Get Harriet off my back, done it, whatever. Then the next day they contacted me and I was like, um, okay, wasn't expecting that. So fast, babe, you got rushed to the top of the pile. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, um, because I was funny, because I, I was obviously a social worker. So mm-hmm. I was actually in a meeting and my phone had lit up and it's like lit, she was a casting and it's like Liberty Mass. I was like, what? And I even thought it was weird how it just come up. And I was like, um, okay. And then next minute the ball's rolling and yeah, I'm having Zoom after Zoom. I'm speaking to psychologists. I'm like telling them what I want. And um, in a fella. Yeah. So it's dead funny because they really um, say, like, what are you looking for? Um, and funny enough, I what was. More... Did you, what did you say? Because we, I had Thomas on the podcast ages yeah. ago now. And he was like, oh, I told them I was looking for Idris Elba. And then, of course, I got Adrian on not long <laughs> after. And I was like, lovely book I adore Adrian but I was like Idris Elba he is not you know what I mean he might be the absolute (laughs) polar opposite end of the spectrum of our Idris so I was like what the fuck sometimes I do just think the producers think yeah fuck off you don't know what you want (laughs) we'll give you this you haven't tried that go on we'll mix it up a bit variety is the spice of life (laughs) well they say it's not what you want it's what you need so clearly they thought Tom needed Adrian and vice versa um but no do you know what's funny I actually was more about the person, so I couldn't stress enough because it's doesn't surprises. You're (laughs) so nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Shit. I stress that so much. I need someone who's emotionally intelligent, who's kind, who's thoughtful, who's you know got their shit together, um, ambitious, supportive, and just that was more that was really important to me, especially emotional intelligence. Can't stress that enough because I I quite sensitive person I'm very deep person and I am good at communicating so they needed to be good at communicating too and then I'd said about like I like um a good jawline I like <laughs> I said like weird things like I like a jawline I like nice arms I've got to think about art <laughs> like, I like a nice I like they don't need to be chiseled by the guards but you know nice a nice body well, or whatever yeah take a, take a bit of pride yeah. yeah yeah and um they look after themselves and actually to be tall it's funny because I know girls always like I want a tall man my ex wasn't tall Mm -hmm. so it's funny now I'm like yeah I want a tall man um so I just said that to the point when it come to closer to the day I was like did I tell them aesthetically what I liked enough because I thought I don't think I've told them the aesthetic side as much as I've stressed about you know them as a person but to be fair I just I said to them well I said to myself whoever's at the end of the aisle 
there's a reason that they that person's been chosen to chosen for me so I'll go in really open-minded yeah. even if they're not really like my type as such I will try give them you know give them that side of me because we signed up for a reason I took it quite seriously the experiment yeah. and I thought if that person's at the end of the aisle they must be there for the right reasons too <laughs> naively but you know <laughs> um so I, I went in with that mindset I thought as long as it's not like you know like a kind of Peter Griffin kind of character guy. <laughs> like yeah could, could be the so as long as there's not a misogynistic cartoon standing at the other end like you're absolutely fine yeah I mean you set your standards pretty low mate so it's amazing <laughs> to me that you are disappointed in the end <laughs> but that's the thing because I think if you sign up to math you can't have too high a standard because if you do that you're setting yourself up to fail yeah so with that um that's why I went in the way I did thing is with me though my face um does the talking for me sometimes I thought shit please because I don't want my face to just go <laughs> do you know what I mean I'm like oh god um but obviously I walked down the aisle saw Jordan I was like okay you like, see I remember yeah. watching it mate and like you did look obviously hearing you talk now it's very clear that <laughs> you'd prepared yourself for the worst I think yeah. um and you looked really pleasantly surprised. And I think instantly the look like there was a real spark, a real bit yeah. of chemistry. Like, honestly, mate, I had such high hopes for you both. I thought they're both young, gorgeous. They both seem into this. Maths have fucking smashed it. Yeah. And I think I think we we were seen as that couple. That's what, you know, production thought would happen. Like we often from like cast and um, production team they'd often think that we would be like the next Adam and Taya like we were going to be that and I thought it too um I thought yeah like wow I've, I've done well here because I've seen mass from way back when years ago when it first yeah. initially started and we know like the horror stories so um I was like yeah like doing well and then the car crash came doing well until you weren't obviously we'll <laughs> talk about all of that mate Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Just explain a little bit about that, you know, when you're walking down the aisle. Because obviously I'm going to I'm gonna walk down the aisle next year. Granted, I know who yeah, I'm walking congratulations. to. Thank you, babe. He's a dead nice man. Um, I'm really lucky. And we've actually met before. So, you know, winning. That's Always a bonus. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like I'm going to be nervous, Shan. Like, yeah, walking to, do you know, what you, what you just, 
were you shitting yourself is what I'm trying to ask. Or had you just made complete peace with whoever was at the end of that aisle you were going to try and make it work with? See, you know what's really weird is I'm quite um, a bit of a warrior. I'm an overthinker and I get in my own head about things. The morning of the wedding, I was very weirdly calm, like weirdly calm. And that's weird for me because I'm like, yeah. oh, and I get really nervous and anxious yeah. and stuff. Um, they so, said when Anne Boleyn, the morning of Anne Boleyn's execution, yeah. she was very calm as well. Uh, just so you know, uh, I feel like maybe I mean, she we could compare notes. Like, <laughs> just maybe saying like maybe she accepted your fate in a similar way, you know? <laughs> yeah, text me. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I um, I was weirdly calm, and like my mum was really nervous, and my friends were to the point I started questioning am I mentally okay? Like, why am I so weirdly calm? This is not me. My mum's like really nervous. I'm just really calm. But when I got to the aisle, um, that's when it went, Whoa. and I was like, it was real. It was real. It. Yeah. yeah. Like he's going to be there. What's he going to be like? What if he doesn't like me? What if I don't like him? And it all comes flooding in. Um, and then you're like, and I was like, damn. And then you walk down and then they're not allowed to turn till a certain point. So it's like only as you get to a point, I think they say you can turn. Yeah. And that's when the groom or bride turns around. Um, and yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, my friends and family are there. And then I'm like, kind of like looking at his friends, family, like, but at the same time, making sure I do not fall on my face in front of these cameras. Because that's all I was thinking of. Do not trip, do not trip, do not trip. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's... <laughs> It's very bizarre because I have always wanted the whole, because I haven't necessarily had it myself, I've wanted the whole like kind of like nuclear family, the marriage and very stereotypical to get married, have the kids and do that kind of like timeline. And that's always been within me. So I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is it. And I was taking it serious. I knew that obviously it's not legally binding, but to go through all of that I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know it wasn't it's not legally... legally binding. No, you and see, to be honest, I'm very grateful for that right now. No, of course you are, because I was like, Jesus Christ, like this is a really big thing. Mm. People, are, you know, and I know divorce is like there's no stigma around it now. Yeah. Why should there be? You know, but I, I feel like to take that risk, you know, and go on TV, knowing it could end up in like a divorce, which is permanent. I thought was really ballsy of people, yeah. but it's not legally binding. But I don't know if back in the day it was. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like the old format yeah. was, yeah. whereas the newer, like, <clears throat> sorry, my, well, these three seasons haven't been. So that that helps me a lot now. And I'm like, phew, thank God for that. Yeah. Um, so that, although, yeah, it's not, I took it so serious. I'm like, you know, I'm in the whole get up. I've really prepped for this wedding as much as I could. And um, it's it's weird because it felt like a wedding. Because yeah, but it, it looks like so well. It. Yeah. I think that changed it as well because our families just went warm and they connected. There wasn't no awkwardness. You know, some of them you see it and it's awkward in the family. And oh, man. Like, oh. Just go but say something. I think you can spot a mile off the families who haven't really wanted their kids to do it, essentially, yeah. you know? And, like, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, the whole process is for a very specific person, you know? You have to yeah. be very open-minded. Like, your family have to be supportive. Like, you have to really want to find love and all these things. And also, you know, I think you have to be okay with the element that everybody's going to say this. And listen, yeah. mate, my sister, I've been on TV, what, 
fucking 15 years or something now, Shanita, which is truly scary, but you believe it. It does not seem that long, but yeah. <laughs> oh, every year of it today, I look fucking like a naked mole rat. No, honestly, that <laughs> she's came to one thing I've ever done. Oh, really? And, yeah, and that was because when I was in the Joy Show house, I was having a really tough time. And she knew I was having a really tough time and she came. And I think she actually nearly battered Gary Beadle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> there was a big altercation. She was like, get your hands off me, sister. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think she has never wanted to be a part of it. Like, even the call for when I got the call for the jungle and they were like, you can bring two family members. She was like, oh, no, the flight's too long. They're going to stick a camera in my face on the other yeah. side. Like, just no, thank you. So I know my family would not have loved this experience. Like, this, they wouldn't have, me, I would have liked it. But yeah. other than that, my sister and my dad, those just wouldn't have wanted to be involved. And I think I kind of get some of the families who seem really hesitant, you know, like yeah. it's kind of, even though it's your your life, they are so involved as well. So. Oh, yeah, because you drag them into it without even yeah. meaning to. You do drag them into it. And we know, like we said before, with like the way social media and that is, is that whole element, you know, potentially could be made into a meme. You don't, you just don't know. Like my mum was a meme <laughs> straight away with a facial expression. Was she a meme? No, what was it? I need to um, know. Oh, I'll have to find it. It's on last hysteria. Um, let me see if I can see it. Um, yeah, so she's a meme. And then um my mom, mom's a meme. Oh mate, bless her. But um, you know when she's like when she finds out about me going on it. Yeah. She's, she's like, <laughs> um yes, so um... they made a made her a meme. Uh, but that was a part like a positive meme. Some people aren't made into positive means so there's a lot to take into account and I had that with my granddad my granddad was not um the best please when I yeah. said I was doing it um and that is hard on you also because it's hard on your family because they and rightly so don't have to get involved this is something that you've chose like they don't need to but I find it when you're on the other side I don't know if you've had this you're a bit like, oh, and you take it a little bit personally and you're like, but I just want you to be there or I just want you to experience this. And yeah. you get sad that they're not there also. So it's it's quite difficult because <clears throat> you understand, but then at the same time, you can't help take it a bit personal and yeah. like, yeah, but I just want you to be there. Why can't you just be there? Like, it's not, I'm not asking much, or, you know, in the smaller yeah. things. Um, So I think I get it's that. a hard one, isn't it, to juggle? Yeah. But... My mum my told me, because I spent years... Um trying to get our Laura to do stuff <laughs> like yeah. that's my sister you know trying to make her like come to the jungle or do whatever and like I got really frustrated in the end like why and I, I saw it first I was like why doesn't she support us which is actually mental because my yeah. sister is my best friend and the most supportive person in every single yeah. aspect of my life like I'm going to cry thinking about Ash's class oh, but um, that's lovely I, that you've got that Thank you, Shan. She's wicked. Like, you know, I'm very lucky. But I was like that with my mom. Like, why doesn't she, why doesn't she want to do these things? And she was like, Vicky, it takes all sorts of people to make the world go around. And if everybody wanted to do your job, if Laura did want, yeah. was dying to be on the telly and come and do these things and wanted the spotlight, she was like, you two would end up competing. And where would that leave you? She was like, you need people who don't, like the world needs people who want to be the centre of attention and needs people who necessarily don't. And yeah. I suppose like once I heard that, I thought, and she was like, and it doesn't mean Laura's not living her best life. She's really happy. And like, I look at it now and we've got very different lives. Laura's got a gorgeous little girl and a wonderful husband and a happy life in Newcastle. Yeah. Like that was what oh. she wanted. Yeah. And I'm doing what I wanted, mate. So, you know, the people who you think, why didn't you want to support us and why weren't you there for that? It's probably 
not about not supporting you and loving you because yeah. I know my sister does it's probably more about their choices and what was yeah, right for definitely. them so don't say it like that girl because I know how much your family love you I oh no say. definitely I think it's initial isn't it and I yeah. think it's, it's a bit egotistical I suppose in that no, moment it's normal and then, like, it's you, normal it's yeah, wanting them to share those back, things you look back and like you said that in that moment you fought that with your mom and I did the same with my granddad and then like my other family would be like, well, no, this, that, and the other. And you're like, right, okay. And then you you change your perspective because you just kind of get wrapped up in that that moment of them feelings. And then you take a step back and you think, no, I get that. And actually, that's their choice. And I do know my granddad loves me to pieces. And he has to point. He watched every bloody episode to the point he got that hooked on it. You start messaging me about it. I was like, oh, watching it now, are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not just watching it, man. Super fan. <laughs> oh yeah definitely he's like coming to me asking about people like oh this time the like so so I do I do see that but it's it's funny isn't it like I'll admit like I was very naive to the tv world obviously this is the first time I've been on tv yeah. and my life before that I'm a social worker yeah we barely even do social media like if you're a social worker your account's locked down sometimes it's not even your name because you don't want you know, families or people that you've worked with to search for you. So hang on. So is when you're a social worker, is your social media in a different name or do you provide a different name at work? Um, your social media, some people will put their social media names harder to find. You have okay. to use your name. Um, but so people might put different um, pictures Almost. of the day display picture, not necessarily yeah. maybe a dog. <laughs> no. um, oh, so that's, that's who's trolling words. A lot of social workers, is it? <laughs> But no, they'll use like different pictures um, because we were we were locked down and you were quite restricted on social media as a social worker. I remember someone had put a picture of themselves on their bikini and I think it was classed as a bit too raunchy, but any man, they're just on holiday, living the best life. And they had a letter sent to them and yeah. one woman got, you know, told because she'd shared this meme, which I found was very hilarious at the time. Um, maybe a little bit inappropriate, but hilarious. And... um. She got us told. So everything was very like, you know, oh, you know, worried. And I wouldn't really post. It would just be like, if I'm on a night out and stuff like that. So then to go on TV, like everyone all of a sudden knows my name. <laughs> I've got an idea of me. And then, now my, and then my social media just blew up. Because I'd like just under like a thousand followers or something like that. And then to go like to like 190, I'm like, like I'm like whoa what and now I have to actually think about what I post because I suppose now I need to be a bit entertaining because before I was just posting a meme and me you know on a night out now and again so it's like damn so I have tried to because I I found that difficult can't lie when I come out um to navigate social media I'd never done it I didn't know like influencers make it look so easy it's not bloody easy at all um I don't find it easy at all and it takes a lot of men it takes so much more mental energy than I think I first initially assumed and then um obviously you you speak in your opinion people are coming back or you know I wanted to it's a different it's a difficult it's a different medium to get used to isn't it like especially when you have a responsibility with a following like I totally get it Shan did we what happened with you as a social worker like were you did you just kind of have a hiatus or did they allow you to go and do the show because there is Um, a level of like privacy you're expected to exercise aren't you as a social worker or are you allowed to go back what's the story with that so um I get it seems like you really loved it yeah, because I, I did. I love I love working with people. I love helping people. Um, I've gone through a lot in my life 
which is what's led me to go and be a social worker because I just wanted to be the person that I didn't necessarily have at times for other people. So um, I love working with children, young people. I was a children's social worker. Don't get me wrong, it was stressful and, you know, I felt like I was selling my soul at times for the job. <laughs> um, is what it is. So with that, I got told about um, maths and that they wanted me. So I rang Social Work England, which is the registration that social workers have to be connected to. And I was like, look, I've been offered a TV opportunity. Um, what does it look like? Because there's loads of codes of conduct and stuff for social workers and, you know, ethics and what we have to abide by. So I was like, what, what is there around social workers doing TV? Because social workers before me hadn't been on TV. I've seen one and that was on Naked Attraction. And I thought, well, you probably you've, have a job in the morning. You've definitely lost your job with your dingle out <laughs> yeah. on the telly, mate. Someone's seen you funny. You can't go next day like, hi, I've had this referral. Like, what? No. Um, you can't so... be sitting there talking to people about their relationships and their family life when they've seen you funny. It's absolutely <laughs> yeah. inappropriate. Well, well said. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Is this is the show? What what is there around it?" Because I hadn't seen any social workers on TV, and she went off. The lady I spoke to, and there was nothing. There's nothing to say. A social worker can't do TV. You're gonna like, cool, you're gonna be the reason there is a rule, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Cool, then. That's that's it. Then I'm gonna go do this." So then I um, handed my notice in, so it'd fall because I couldn't take 10 weeks or more off work like that the type of job it is so and I was going to look at doing agent social work anyway so it kind of it was really weird it all fell into place because that's how life is isn't it when it's meant to be yes um so I was like cool handed in my notice did that and then obviously no one knew I was going to be on tv and then bam Shanita's here but what was a bit scary with that is um when it first got put out who the cast was, the like my local telegraph and that was like social worker, social worker, and they really ran with it. Yeah. So I felt like all the cast were enjoying the fact that it'd been put out there and they weren't really getting backlash. Um, whereas mine, it was like, she's a social worker. And I started to get the people that hate social workers, obviously. And, and yeah. even, which I was really disappointed with, like the social work um, tutor groups and stuff on Facebook that I was part of. And the social workers were even giving me a bad time and being judgmental, which we're not meant to be. Oh, no. <laughs> worker. So um, that really peed me off, to be honest, because yeah. I thought, as a social worker, you're meant to be open-minded and judgmental. And actually, like, let me live. Like, this yeah. is an opportunity I've been given. I'm going to take it. No offence, I could be a social worker any part of my life. Yeah. Can't do this, this opportunity. And if it was if I wasn't meant to do it, it wouldn't have come my way. So I um I felt a bit worried even more so for when it came out because I was a social worker. I felt that there was another pressure and like a judgment weighing over me because people had this idea of a social worker, which I get because um there's a lot of stigma. Let's face it, newspapers and media have not made it easy for social no. workers. And there is, I'd love to like to say, there's a load of amazing social workers that do an amazing job yeah. and save a lot of lives and they don't get the recognition that they deserve. Babe, don't get me wrong. A, it's a hard job, mate. Yeah, like it's, especially yeah, it's we hard. had, you know, um Lala 
Yeah. Me, so like, we had her on the podcast and she said she left it in the end because of just the complete lack of funding and trying mm. our hardest to do our best and feeling like she just didn't have the resources to do it. Like, I know there's good people out there like you, like Lala, who try yeah. and like so many of the unsung heroes who are trying to do their job. So you don't have to explain yourself to me, mate. Like, I get it. <laughs> but you're going to tell me there's another side of the coin as well, aren't you? I always is. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, there's some right dicks in social work. I've been, I've had to work with them. They've made my life hell. Believe me, I could tell you some stories. Um, but that's with any job, you know. Any walk of life, mate. There's good and anything. bad everywhere. Retail, that's the way it is. Um, but then with it, I actually got so before the show, I felt not very supportive of social work at the beginning. And then throughout the show, as it was airing, I had all these social workers messaging me, like, we're so happy to see a social worker that's showing actually a nice, genuine person that is actually there to help people. Yeah. And all these messages come and I was like, oh, thank you. Like I have cried plenty of time when I've had some messages because the fact that people take the time out of the day this to just such loveliness in... Yeah. Sometimes you need it. If you're feeling really crap about yourself and a stranger comes along and they recognise something in you, it's really heartwarming and uplifting. So it was nice that I've had the support from social workers. Even now, I still get it. So, and obviously, I've had Love Island and Sanam went in and she was a social worker. I think she is from more like the adoption, fostering and adoption. You can tell she's another lovely soul. Yeah. I love her. But the thing is, you know, because she's like adoption and fostering, it's a nicer role. When you do oh. child protection. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sounds savage. Yeah. Man. People are like child snatcher. Um, so, yeah. It's, no, they are. People think we get bonuses for removing children. And I'm like, no, we really oh. want children to be with their families because that is the most important and is yeah. the best for them. You know, their well-being, everything, their attachment. Um. So then it was like, I'd been on on a social worker and then she's coming, she's a social worker. And I'm like, the way has been paved for social workers to show who they are and, you know, show we're not some old woman with a clipboard that (laughs) it's nasty. No, I get that, mate. And you know, it's nice to have that visibility out there. I understand the job probably does need people doing it to exercise a bit of like like you know privacy and all the rest of it but it's lovely for people to see strong gorgeous kind emotionally intelligent women out there like doing their thing who are social workers because it I suppose it it makes people say like you are human too yeah that'd be great you know relatable it's good yeah yeah I Um, think that's what's hard as well because we've like that's what I found hard in the social media side because I hadn't done it before as well. And as a social worker, it's like, right, I'm not one of these beauty girls. I'm not one of these fashionistas. And, you know, um, I like to think I'm funny, but I'm not on the level of these people that do all their really good videos. So I was like, where do I fit in in this social media world? And like my background, social work, helping people, I was like, I need to kind of bring my two weird worlds together because they're very far apart and I'm trying to bring together. So that was what I struggled with. I was like, how do I fit in? Like, what's my niche? But I think that's been good because I didn't really know my niche. Don't get me wrong, I'm still like sometimes feeling like I'm finding myself still. But I've used it to try and make a place where it's positive. Like every morning I put, well, I'm a bit late this morning, but put a positive quote or something in the morning, like good morning and that. And I, I'm very open on my social media and about like mental health and stuff, yeah. which is why I idolize you in that sense of you're just very mm. real in terms of, you know, I'm having a really shitty time. I feel like this, this is my health. Oh, and because Always winching about something, I'm a right now. <laughs> it's, it's good. And people relate to that. Like I'll say my mental health isn't the best or I'll put stuff up or tell people my little tips 
something that, that I found helpful to help me because I have been in dark places and um, I've gone through stuff that I'd never wish on anybody. So I think if I can just do something and make one person's day, that's enough. Because I get people message and they'll be like, I really needed to see this today. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> like, it's one person, do you know what I mean? It makes such yeah. a difference. So that's, it's just been a very weird journey. <laughs> A weird journey, but it sounds as though you are definitely finding your feet made, finding where you belong and working out how you can help people in this new incredible space you've got. So well done you, because a lot of people don't utilise their platform that way. So no, hats off to you. I've absolutely loved talking to you in part one, I can't wait to chat to you in part two. I want some more maths, girl, so I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'll give it to you. Go on then. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.